0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode I have something very exciting to share with you. Uh, This is the 500th episode of Equipping You in Grace. And man, I am just so thankful for how the Lord continues to use this podcast. It is Beyond anything that I could have ever imagined, to be honest with you, Um, I started this podcast and I'll give you guys a little bit of a history of the the show. I started this podcast in 2015. Uh, Previous to that, I had written over 350 published reviews. I don't write very many reviews now um, because, well, in addition to hosting this podcast, I am uh, frequently on other podcasts, and in addition, I write books and uh, I oversee all the various aspects of of Servants of Grace, our our magazine, all of our content, and all the other things. So I end up staying busy. Plus, I occasionally write. uh, I used to write more articles. Lord willing, though, um, I am hoping to write more articles here in the coming days. And so uh, there, there is that. And but I am really excited about this uh, episode today. Just a little bit more. Um, when I was even writing re- a lot of reviews, I wanted to interview the authors that you know I, uh, I, I the authors I was reading, and um, I was so fortunate when I did end up starting the uh, podcast because. I had had a, in a way, I had an unfair advantage um, even just starting out because I had written all those reviews. Um, I had established relationships with the publishers. And the Lord it has been so kind uh, to continue to grow this uh, podcast. We have listeners from, and those who watch this all over the world. And it is, uh, I'm not going to tell you how many because. You know what, it really doesn't matter how many people watch any podcast, and uh, plus, I don't want to discourage anybody who is uh, getting started and be like, oh, Dave has that many listeners, so, you know what, it doesn't matter. Uh, be fa- What I want to emphasize in this episode to you, I've had some things on my heart and my mind, but at the heart of it, uh, really is uh, be faithful to scripture uh, be about serving the church. Be about focusing on serving uh, people. So uh, here's where we're going to go in this this episode. I've I've had these thoughts in my mind for a while. Wanted to do some episodes on it. We we might do some in the future, um, and so we'll see. But today I wanted to I wanted to talk about on this 500th episode. Of the show, I-, I wanted to give some advice to authors and to writers and to editors as well. Um, I also want to give you uh, uh, some some uh, some advice to podcasters. I'm often asked about that as well, and I want to wrap this up with a few additional thoughts. And I think this will uh, be really, uh, hopefully, encouraging. That's what I'm aiming to be, and hopefully, helpful. Uh, for your life and uh, godliness, as always, that's that's always my goal. So let's first start with advice to authors and writers. You know, I am often asked, "What is your advice?" You know, for writing well. <laughs> the thing that you have to understand is, if you think that you're going to immediately begin to write well, you need to you need to have a reality check because. Writing well, it takes time. It takes lots of practice. I can tell you, when I first started out, there's a hilarious story. We I can look back and laugh at it now, but it wasn't so funny when it first happened back in uh, two thousand nine when I started writing for other publications other than Servants of grace. I asked my wife, um, I was I was also in seminary at this time, and I asked my wife, Will you start editing my papers and will you start I'm gonna I wanna start writing, you know, for other websites and publications. Would you edit those? And she said, sure. But I'm gonna require you to print them out double spaced and I'm going to edit them and then you're gonna go over them. So I, I, I said, Okay, that's fine. I said, um, you, you can do that. So I printed out my first article, double spaced and everything, gave it to her. A couple hours later, I went and checked on her, and she's still editing it. I'm like, "This isn't that long; it's only a couple pages." And she smiled, and she's like, "I'll let you know when I'm done." And I and so I I went I went back. She let me know that she was done. I went I went back to my office, and uh, we were living in Idaho at the time. She was downstairs, and. When, uh, she said, you can come downstairs and, and look at the article, and you can go go to work back on it. And I did, and I, I looked at it, I looked at her, I looked at the paper, I looked at her, and I said, didn't you think this was a good article? And she smiled, and I, I started, I, I, she says that I cried. Because on the piece of paper, there was not one single word. There was not one single sentence in, in the page-and-a-half article that I wrote that wasn't touched by her red pen. Um, literally every word in every sentence uh, needed work. And, and I share that story. You know, I can, I can look back and be like, you know what? I really wasn't a good writer. But I needed help. I needed to get better. And I did. I had to learn to humble myself. I had to learn to be teachable in this area of my life. And by God's grace and with the help of my wife, I, I became a better writer. Uh, now I can write uh, my own articles without her editing them and they don't need much editing at all. But it took time. When you start When you start with anything, you're not immediately going to be good at it. It takes time. So the point of that story and the point of what I'm saying is, if you're a Christian writer, start writing. Keep writing. Don't get discouraged. Keep being faithful to the Word. Keep being focused on serving the church with your faithful. Uh, scriptural-saturated articles. And by the way, I I, I over the years, uh, I've, I've kind of developed this writing philosophy, and it's obviously the first one I've kind of already given. Be biblical. Be grounded in the text of Scripture. That doesn't mean that you have to expound large portions of Scripture, but your work, whether you're citing or you're engaging with the whole of Scripture on a topic or whatever... And you're and you're putting scripture in parentheses and to that supports your the the particular point that passage is making, and so you're just expounding on it. Make sure that your article, speaking to now to writers and to authors, is grounded in scripture. Second, don't only be biblical; uh, be personal. Now I understand that you know not everybody is going to be personal not every article needs to have a story not every article needs to you know tell uh, the the reader about you that's not what i'm saying but you can use a story from church history or something else that that illustrates the 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 point of the article your article should have a point it should have a goal it should be seeking to minister to somebody and so whether you use an example from church history, or you use a personal example, or you use some other story to illustrate your point. It's a really powerful way to write and to help your reader. So when I'm writing a book, I'm I'm using uh, a story, and that story will often lead into the the, the scriptural point that I'm that I'm making. Um, so like in my first book, I start off with a story of William Tyndale and. And uh, him, uh, you know, standing on the authority of scripture and those kind of things. And and then I transition, I make the point, not just share a story, but there's a point to it, that we today need William Tyndale's. And over and over in my work, I'm always thinking about how can this story be used uh, to help... Illustrate the point or lead into so that the person is interested in hearing more about whatever. In this way, we're writing for the benefit, for the help of other people, so that you know they can be served and they can be built up. And um, don't get discouraged in this. Uh, be very practical. So be biblical, be personal, be practical. Uh, practical means that you're aiming not just to relay information. You're focusing on helping the, the writer, or excuse me, you're focusing on helping the, the reader of your article, the reader of your book, administering to them. You're advancing a point. You're trying to contribute to a discussion. You're, you're trying, if you're engaging in a worldview issue, you're, you're trying to help people understand what that worldview is, Behind the, the theology, R.C. Sproul once said that everyone is a theologian. The question is is whether you're a good theologian or a bad theologian. And so with worldview issues, we're always trying to understand more about why is this person saying what they are, and then responding to that, the, the claims, the arguments, the, the position that they have, and showing why either, yes, that position is good, or yet, no. That position is not good, and this is why the Bible doesn't teach and advance that position. The big thing that I want to relay here on this particular point is uh, the writing is a community project. I've said this over the years to many, many writers and authors. Writing is a community project. The writer writes and the editor edits. The, the story I began with my wife and I, is a good example. She, she reads my all of my articles for our magazine, and she edits all my books. And you know what? Uh, I've come to, and I've written for many other websites now, publications over the last decade or so, and I just accept the fact that, you know what? Um, I'm too close to my work. I need somebody else to look at it uh, very often, and um, I do. Sometimes, if if even a, a tweet or social media update is maybe a little bit edgy or uh, I, I'm not I'm not sure if it's clear, I'll ask my wife, "Will you look at this?" And she's so kind uh, to do that. But this is just an example. The writer writes and the editor edits. And so, if you're a writer, um, find a good editor. Find somebody who's trustworthy. We've talked about that. They're they're committed to. Um, they're committed to, you know, the inerrancy, the infallibility, the sufficiency, the clarity, and the authority of God's word. They're committed to what the church has taught about, uh, the scripture itself. And they're committed to serving the local church and aiming to help you. Those are the kind of editors that, uh, you want to have, um, you know, my other piece of advice is Read a lot as a, as a writer um, Read a lot of the Read your Bible And then read lots of the Reformers And read lots of the Puritans Read good contemporary theologians Like John MacArthur R.C. Sproul now is with the Lord But also read Vody Bacham. Read Dustin Benj, Read Owen Strahan Read my, my dear brother David Steele um, Who is a faithful pastor uh, read good material from websites like Tim Challies. Read our website, Servants of Grace. Read our magazine. Uh, check out G3 Ministries. They're doing great work. Also, check out their podcast, G3 uh, Podcast. Uh, also, uh, if you've never heard of Ligonier Ministries, please uh, rectify that immediately and go to their website. They have an enormous amount of audio and video content on a variety of topics. They also have great articles, of course. Table Talk magazine is is fantastic and I encourage you to check on the, uh, that out. And and the point overarching that as I mentioned at the outset here is focus on in your writing of articles and books. Focus on faithfulness to the word. Focus on serving people with your writing, building up the church, loving people with the word. You know, on on the other side, I have been an editor now for quite a while, at least uh, about a decade now, and having having written uh, for so many different publications now for over a decade as well, I, I come with a little bit of a different perspective than most editors because I I've seen the good and I've seen the bad. I I've seen had the kind of editor that was harsh and i've had the kind of our editor where you know they kind of gave me just a pass and they're like oh that's good just you know go through and don't ever don't check anything or whatever you know um to be honest what i appreciate the most from an editor is i want them to give it to me i mean literally i want them to tear the article in half um, when my wife sends me back an article and I don't have at least a hundred or 200 edits, we I, we have this running joke. I'm like, you didn't you didn't even edit that. did you did you even read this? And all seriousness aside though, I, I want an editor to to rip that article from the top to the bottom. I want it to be marked up um, because what that what that says is, hey, you know what? Um, maybe there's a points that aren't clear. I want comments. I want questions. Um, maybe there's something that needs to be better that can be said better, or maybe maybe it's just fine. But what I what I appreciate about a good Christian editor is they're going to challenge me. They're going to challenge me to make it better to help me to think. You know, and and now um, I want to qualify that a bit because I might have scared some of you uh from ever submitting to servants of grace an article which by the way we take article submissions so i want to encourage you to send your article <coughs> to send your article uh to us we we would love to help you we've had art, we've had writers write for us and they become authors um all over the place many times over now uh they but they started out the same place i did they start out not being very good, and there's going to be different types of editing for every kind of, you know, of uh, uh, writer. The beginning writer is going to need more help. The The more seasoned writer isn't going to need much help. Now, I'm a very seasoned writer, so I don't need much help, and so if you're a beginning writer and you want to submit something to me, guess what? My I'm not going to be as hard on you as i would be a, a, a seasoned author and writer cuz that would be ridiculous i'm going to come alongside of you and i'm going to point out some things in your in your article qu- and ask you questions and help you to to make them better i'm going to let give you specific feedback even before i would ever go into the grammar and the those kind of things and you know some people find that uh, to be a bit overwhelming, I, I understand, but writing we need to understand. To the point of this is writing is a community project. The writer writes and the editor edits. And if you're going to write for a publication, you need to understand this because, and you need to uh, uh, accept the fact that if you ever want to get published by an uh, uh, have a book published, um, you were, are going to get edited. Now that doesn't mean that you as a writer you never push back. You never say, "You know what, I don't really like how you're suggesting that." But it does mean that you're absolutely respectful of the fact that you know what? You have blind spots, you miss things. Now, I will say putting on the editor hat, when when you are writing an article, you need to ex- become to the editor humble and teachable because that person is taking time to read what you wrote especially if you're, if you're now if you're only ever going to write for your own blog I would say you should have at least a family member or somebody that's trustworthy and experienced writing your content because you're going to miss things but if you're going to come and you're going to submit an article to a publication like Servants of Grace or let's say Desiring God or Ligonier or something Okay, well, if you're a Ligonier, if you're writing for Ligonier, you're probably most likely a very seasoned author. You're already considered very trustworthy. You have a large audience. But let's just say that, okay? Be ready to get edited. Be ready to get some some feedback, some pushback. Maybe you weren't clear on some things and, and you need some help. Be ready uh, for that kind of feedback. Be anticipated. Expect it. And if you don't, great. Praise the Lord. Um, but uh, be respectful. Ask questions. Uh, ask questions of the editor like, Hey, I'm not really sure uh, this really makes sense. Or, you know, I, I, I think that edit isn't very good. I always appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, being an editor and a writer, I will say when I write for other places, Hey, I think this sentence, for example, needs to be changed. Um, I I know that things get missed. Uh, we need to give the the be charitable and give a a large benefit of the doubt. Um, don't. But what you should never do if you write an article for a publication, you should never come w- with the demand. Hey, you will edit it this way. If you don't want to write for an article, a, a a website, a publication, then um, and you're gonna have a poor attitude and you're gonna get defensive and prideful then just start writing for yourself um, and and uh, you know find somebody else to help you with that. But if you're going to write for a publication, come with a humble, teachable heart and be ready to learn and to ask questions and to grow. Um, you don't necessarily have to agree. And, and I can't say everything, but these are some general guidelines because you know what? Uh, if you push back in an overly aggressive way, you'll get what very often from uh, from an editor. You won't hear back from them, and that means that you've been blacklisted. That means that they don't want to hear from you, and they won't accept your submission anymore. Um, And especially when you're writing a book, you want to make sure that you're getting my... This is how I approach this as both a writer and an editor. When somebody is editing my book, and they've taken the time to give all this feedback, and I for both of my books, I got a lot of feedback. But I want that feedback. You know why? Here's how I approach it. In my mind, that editor who's editing my book, and I had many editors edit my book and look over, even friends of mine. This is before even endorsements. I wanted that feedback because I'd rather get that feedback before it was published, in my mind, than when it was published. Published and it's already out there, and it's on Amazon. I want that feedback before that so that I can make it better, so that those who read my book and read my work will be helped. And that should be all of our goal. That's the point that I'm trying to make with focus on faithfulness, focus on serving people, focus on being humble, focus on being teachable, focus on building up the church, focus on loving people and serving people with the word through your writing. Okay. So I said a lot there about that. But a lot of this relates to podcasting. Uh, as podcasters, we want to know that we have people listening. But we can become so obsessed with the numbers that we get so discouraged. Don't focus on the numbers. Focus on faithfulness to the word. Focus on serving people through the various topics that you address. Focus on you know, uh, not just on transmitting information to people, but focus really on ministering to people. Uh, this applies especially if you're a small group leader, or, or you're teaching a Bible study. If you're a if you're a male pa- qualified, biblically qualified pastor preaching, focus on serving people uh, with the word. Uh, 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 you know, obviously, if you're a pastor, you should not be, in my opinion, preaching verse by verse sermons. Uh, through books on uh, on the Bible, but back to podcast. Focus on loving people. Also, uh, with the word, focus on not just relaying information and content that you want to speak to, but focus on how is this going to help the person? who's going to spend the fifteen to forty five minutes, maybe an hour, with you, um, listening and, and maybe watching your your video. Um, th- this is something that. Um, I remember back in the early, uh, early just, just after I got out of seminary, probably like 2013-14, that the senior pastor of the church uh, we were at would, would often say to me, Dave, do this. Focus on, you know, not just the good theology that you have, but focus on how does that theology help and equip people and, so that their lives can be transformed by the truth. And that is a really mature uh, thing uh, to do. It, it will help you to remind you, hey, I'm not just giving people a lecture. I'm not just giving them an information dump. I'm, I'm actually trying to help them um, with whatever uh, topic I'm addressing from God's word, whoever, whatever author I'm going to have on, and so on and so forth. Well, there's a there's a lot that I could say about that, but uh, maybe we'll we'll t- do another episode just focus on podcasters. But um, there's a couple more things that I want to say as we kind of land the plane here, and you know one of the one of the big things uh, that I want to focus on, and I am focusing on, is that we need bold and courageous men and women who are biblically informed. They're being shaped by the Word. They're being shaped by good and sound theology. And they have a biblical worldview. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in about a week or two, we're going to talk some more about this, uh, about the current statistics and what's happening uh, on about them and for them. But you know what? Needless to say, we need to be in our Bibles. We need to be reading our Bibles. We need to be studying our Bibles. And we need to be memorizing the Word. We need to be meditating on the Word. And uh, we need to be doing life with God's people in our local church. Uh, we, need to, uh, we need the ironing sharpening iron. We, we need to learn to disagree in love and still come away saying, you know what, you're my brother in Christ. You're my sister in Christ. Uh, I'm still going to pray for you. I'm not going to withdraw from you. I'm not going to become bitter uh, over you. Uh, if, if we have a disagreement, we're going to talk it through. We're not going to quit on each other. We're not going to shut each other down and, and uh, be done. And and uh, so one person feels better because they won the argument. In fact, winning the argument isn't even the goal. Uh, loving one another is. Bearing each other's burdens, as, as Galatians 6 uh, one through two says bearing each other's burdens and thus fulfilling the law of Christ which is the great commandment Jesus says in Matthew 22 37 through40 and so we need to we need to work on this uh, in our in our not just in our local churches but we need to work on this if you're married you need to work on this uh, as well because there's gonna be things that you disagree with your spouse on how are you gonna work through those things are, are you just going to shut down the conversation? And then you're going to have hurt feelings that you're going to have to work through, and so so we've got to we've got to work on this. This is part of the sanctifying work that the Holy Spirit is doing in all of our lives, so that we will uh, bear the fruits of the Spirit. I, I remember, I remember a conversation with my former mentor Mike Bowden, now with the Lord. Uh, he said, "Dave, what the Lord is doing." By the spirit in your life. is he's teaching you patience. And you know what. I'll be perfectly honest with you. He's still not only teaching me patience. He's still working on me on gentleness. And I think. And I told Sarah this not too long ago. uh, I, I think that. The Holy Spirit is going to be working. On those two fruits of the spirit. Uh, with me until I go be with him. Um, So you know what. We're all a work in progress. And we need to keep wor- uh, growing and keep reading and studying and meditating and memorizing on the Word and sitting under the preached Word of God. Uh, we need men and women as well, who I just described, who are bold men, who are biblically informed. They're being shaped by the Word and good solid theology. They have a biblical, a growing biblical worldview, and they're sitting under uh, sound expository preaching. But they are also, we need men and women as well, who are discerning. Because 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us to test all things and hold fast to what is good. We need men and women who are, yes, being, being grounded and shaped by the word personally and corporately through the means of grace. But they're also learning and discovering the importance of discernment. Because, you know what, friends, as we, we talk about things that are concerning in our, in our, both in our culture and in the church today... One of the biggest things that we need to grow in is in discernment, in taking the truth that we know and applying it practically in our lives. That's why we're talking about movements that are outside of orthodoxy on this show. That's why we're talking about false teachers to illustrate the point of here's how to be discerning. Here's how to, you know practically engage in the public square and these are examples of doing that and we're going to keep doing that on this show uh, to help you learn to be more and more discerning and I am so incredibly you know there's a lot of work that goes into those types of episodes uh, that, that we do there's a lot of thought that goes in in my mind into doing those types of episodes and it's and they're they're hard Um, But I am so thankful uh, for how the response that I have gotten to those episodes. It it makes me very thankful uh, that the Lord is using that work in the life of so many of you to help you learn even more. Even some of you who teach the Bible, even some of you who preach the word, to learn to be more discerning. I, I am deeply thankful and praise God for that. Alright, so I have one last point, uh, hopefully Lord willing, that I'd like to say on this 500th episode. You see, we need men and women today who are unafraid to speak up and against the ills going on in our culture and in the church today. So we need men who are and women who are being shaped and uh, grounded and shaped by the word, uh, personally and corporately. And and what this produces is, is we have no fear of man. Uh, a few months ago, I posted that the fear of man kills us legions. You know, but that's why we need to fear God more than men. Uh, that's what the apostles did as they spoke up and they preached uh, the truth about Christ in the public square. We see that in Acts uh, four and five. They, uh, you know, they stood up and they preached Christ. That there's only one way to God, and that's only through. Uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And people wanted to kill them like they wanted to kill Jesus. And we're going to see that even become more and more of an issue. And so we need to steal our spine by being grounded and shaped in the Word of God. And then to consider it pure joy. As James says in James 1, 2 through 3, consider it pure joy, brothers, when you face tests and trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and that's good news these are things that the lord by his grace through his word and in community with others that's what he's doing he's helping us to grow in a godly character so that as we go out to wherever the lord has placed us um, in his kindness and in his providence wherever he's placed us we will be his ambassadors we will stand on his word with integrity and joy. And we will gladly declare the glad tidings and the good news of the Lord Jesus and make disciples who make disciples of Christ. And this is, this is what we're called to do. We're called to make disciples. We're called to gather together. We see that in the book of Acts. And then we see the believers scattering to their various locations, uh, various jobs and places where they lived. So we gather together on the Lord's Day, and we scatter during the week to our various jobs and our vocations um, to share Christ and to make disciples. And if you're a Christian in a workplace, and en- encourage a fellow brother or sister in Christ to that end, but uh, see your job as as a vehicle, as a as a as a place where God has sent you to and placed you in to. Model Christ-like, character Christ-like humility and the fruits of the Spirit for God's glory and for others' good. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this show over the years and also watching it. Many of you do. We do have video episodes of this, of these episodes. We've done those now for about two years. And I'm so thankful uh, you can find those on Sermon Audio. You can also find them at our YouTube channel, uh, the video at uh, Servants of Grace. If you just listen, uh, you can find us on, as always, on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Um, I just want to say thank you, uh, everybody who listens to this show. I'm aiming on this podcast to provide a trustworthy resource for you. Whether we're talking with authors, or we're talking with theologians, or we're talking about false teachers, or something else. We're aiming, I'm aiming to provide a trustworthy resource that you can use in your ministry, in your growth and godliness, uh, and to equip you and serve you well. So, I hope that that is being accomplished, and that ultimately God may be praised and that he might use these episodes for his glory. So I want to thank you again. As I always say at the end of every episode, thank you for listening or watching this episode. And until next Monday and Wednesday, may God bless you and keep you.